Welcome to the Manufacturing Wellness Podcast. Our mission is to help improve your workforce's overall health and well-being. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, a national board-certified health and wellness coach and well-being strategist for the manufacturing industry. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we have two really important guests that we're going to be talking with today. We have Ray Dick. He is the founder of the Global Learning Accelerator Program and the brains behind Project MFG and Clash of Trades. And Project MFG is really about highlighting the needs for skilled trades and focusing on those developments. Project MFG has competitions throughout the United States to focus and promote those skilled trades. And now they have their latest YouTube premiere coming called Clash of Trades, where they are really building teams of individuals and creating this really great competition that we're going to talk about. And the next person we have on the podcast today is Tammy brought us. She is the CEO and founder of Overflow LLC. And Overflow really helps accelerate the adoption of new ideas through strategic story, experience design, and creative production. Tammy and Ray, thank you so much for joining me on the Manufacturing Wellness Podcast. I was really excited when I came across your Instagram about the project MFG and Clash of the Trades. You know, I love the new Tim Allen show, No Assembly Required, and I found this to be very similar and I have kids in trade schools. So for me, this was really important because I know our high school like many other high schools, they focus on the kids that sign into the big colleges and they don't lift up those kids that are going to cosmetology or starting an electrician career. Clash of the Trades seemed to change that. So can you guys tell me a little bit about Clash of the Trades, what it is and how it got started? I'll jump in there, Ray, uh, and introduce you and the concept, if I may. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, Clash of Trades started really as a need to lift up the trades and show the amazing work that's happening around Project MFG competitions. So Ray got out um, working with sponsor Department of Defense in 2019 and started pushing out competitions called Project MFG. And these competitions really look at the needs and the skill sets required in advanced manufacturing, such as welding, machining, programming, and how to really combine all those skill sets on teams for student teams to create competitions, to really take their skills to the next level and to really highlight not only the skills, but the collaboration, the critical thinking, and all those things that come into not only working as a team, but competing as a team. So when we came along to support Project MFG, what we looked at is not only are these competitions exciting, but then giving what we've gone through in COVID, people need to see them. And so people need to see them on a much broader scale beyond the industry of manufacturing, the general public that's not aware of the exciting things happening in manufacturing. So that's where a clash of trades came in to say, with the proven format of competition shows, how do we step back and make a competition show that's all about students, students in the trades, um, students that are learning the trade, that are so skilled and gifted, uh, and put them in an environment to compete and really lift that up and create a show about it. So we're thrilled to do it. So can you tell us a little bit about how Project MFG got started and what we can kind of expect to see on April 20th with Clash of Trades? 
Project MFG, as Tammy mentioned, you know, started out as a series of competitions in collaboration with um, our partner at the Department of Defense. And, and the whole objective was to um, help young people or, or people going through the, the trades training programs to appreciate that when they get on the job, it's an integrated manufacturing floor. That advanced manufacturing is just not a machinist being a machinist. It's a machinist solving problems and working with a welder and working with the measurement science. And really that collaborative space that is absolutely necessary for success in today's manufacturing world. And so what we did versus saying we're going to have a machining competition or a welding competition, we developed a product that the teams had to manufacture over the course of two days. And to, to be successful, they had to worry about the cost issues. They had to collaborate between the programming of the CNC machines or the computer numerically controlled machines and the and the individuals that were going to actually operate the machines and, and cut the chips. They had a welder on the team. They have measurement sciences on the team. And over the course of two days, we, we really stress test the students at the cutting edge of everything they've learned in a, in a intense, um, intentionally intense environment to stress test them, to, to let them see what the job community in the world is going to look like when they come out of school. And, and it has been an amazingly good time that um, the students in our competitions build their trophy. And so they build a trophy over the course of two days that has functional requirements, it has a pressure vessel in it, it has aesthetic requirements, it has a, a product that looks really polished up when it's all finished right. And, and it's just been amazing to see the young people and the, the people that are going through their training, the, the pride and intensity they take and, and the ownership they feel of producing a, a great product. Well, I'll piggyback into that. What, what I think is so exciting about the competitions is really understanding the skills required, as, as Ray described, but then seeing all the stories in them. Um, so one of the reasons we're going to YouTube is there's so many stories to tell. So we'll, we'll show the competition in Clash of Trades, but then we'll also have uh, smaller little YouTube segments. So as young people, that's where they get their entertainment and they get their education um, sitting on YouTube. So if you want to learn more, um, there'll be more. If you want to learn more about, you know, what is metrology? Um, what does it take to be a welder? What are the types of welding? As we explore those stories and then those skills, we'll go deeper with vignettes on YouTube. So as we get more and more competitions under our belt, young people will be able to follow along and learn more about how do I get involved? Hey, this is really what sparks my interest. I want to learn more. Hey, I'm going to hit up a trade school or an apprenticeship in my area um, to pick up a trade. And then if you're in a trade, pick up more. Absolutely. You know, that was one of the things I always told my kids too, is when we go into high school, we have a really cool trade school that works with our high school. And I said, I don't care what you do, just pick something. Because even if you decide to go a different direction, you know, if you had something like knowledge of electrician, plumbing, HVAC. I mean, the life skills that are in that, I mean, I could only imagine. I mean, I know what it costs when my heating and air conditioning goes. If I could have that knowledge of how to work with some of that, I mean, that alone is so important. And I love the fact that you guys brought so many tr skilled trades together. And I think that, I mean, the teamwork that had to come out of that in working with everybody together. You know, Ray, was there something that kind of came out of this that you weren't really expecting when you had these teams starting to work together? 
so yes, absolutely. There was a, a couple of things that, that really popped as we went through the competitions and, and we've ran, I, I believe it's over 140 competitors through now and over uh, 24 teams have competed at different levels. And two things that really popped with, as we brought them together in the integrated environment. And, and this has been part of what has happened with the trade schools we've worked with as well. People coming through the trade educations, the, the students that are coming up into the trade professions, they are hungry for more. It, it is, the, we have had our instructors at community colleges say, wow, I didn't think, I knew they would compete, but I didn't think they would step up and consume the information and cross-pollinate in what they know at a level like that. And, and it's just amazing. We, we had students say, we've learned more in one day than we've learned in a whole semester about what the real world's like. That desire for consuming information and learning has just been amazingly, uh, it's, just, it's just been brilliant. It's just been fantastic. Um, the other thing that I would say is the teamwork. I, I think what you'll see in the Clash of Trades, and I don't want to give anything away on it because it's not aired yet, but the teams have amazing personality and collaboration that goes on that unless you hot Michael, you never see it. Um, we, we had a lot of competitions under Project MFG where we didn't have them hot mic'd for the production of a show. We, we could see the collaboration build. We could see them working well together or working through struggles because we intentionally introduce um, stressors just like the real world. A guy's at his machine on the manufacturing floor, supervisor comes up, says, hold up, we have an engineering change order. We introduce things into our competitions that stress the students. And, and this last, these last four competitions that set up the clash of trades, what was just amazing was catching the under the breath, the commentary on the hot mics about the collaboration that exists. They, they not only want to be successful, they want to be successful together. That's so cool. And, you know, just seeing that team work together, I'm actually really excited about this. I even have a little alarm set on my phone for the, um, the Clash of the Trades on April 20th, because I just think this is just something that's so, so needed, so important, because, yeah, let's highlight these skilled trades and how much it means and, you know, the creativity, the availability of being able to just be inventive and getting stuff done. And I think that's so important. And I think it's one of the things that really kind of highlighted manufacturing during 2020 is how inventive some of our manufacturing facilities have been. You know, it was so impressive to turn on, you know, the evening news at night and see them highlighting a local manufacturing, a small manufacturing that you didn't even know existed in your town, but they were able to change over whatever they were originally manufacturing to manufacture PPE. And suddenly they became like the stars of the evening news. There was a story here in Pennsylvania, and I can't remember the company's name, but they actually had volunteers lock themselves into the manufacturing facility for 28 days so that they could manufacture PPE for their local hospitals and everything like that. that to me was so inspiring because I hate to say it, you wouldn't see that in corporate. Not many people would volunteer to lock themselves in their office for 28 days, but the manufacturing, they came together and they worked as a team. And I love that, that fact that your show is really highlighting that teamwork. There was a really uh, good book written, so it's been a few years back now called Freedom's Forge. 
And, and it really gets after your comment about the, the passion component of it and the fact that people would lock themselves in their facilities for 28 days and work. Um, the, the story behind Freedom's Forge was that World War II was actually won based on the U.S.'s industrial base, that we would have never won in the, in the war, the Allies would have never won the war if we couldn't make all of the materials, components, weapons, ships, planes to actually win the war. And, and really, you know, we had a long period since that success when manufacturing has lost some of its glamour, lost some of its prestige, lost some of its um, vision, if you will. And, and I think through COVID, you know, you never want to say something good came out of COVID, but I do think that a, a clear optic that came out of COVID was manufacturing matters and manufacturing in the United States matters. Um, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't be successful. We won't be successful as a nation if we can't produce the United States. And that passion and prestige has got to be demonstrated in manufacturing with the professionals. That, that to me is the, is the passion point for us is it, it's a demonstrated issue now that it, it has to happen. Yeah, absolutely. So what I hear you saying is you're bringing sexy back to manufacturing. <laughs> uh, 50 years ago, that's what we would have said. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, Laura, because when I met Ray and Project MFG, my question was, where did we lose that to his point? I mean, this is our heritage. So, where did we lose that and how did that momentum shift in manufacturing? So when you look back in the 80s, um, when manufacturing went overseas, when we had that shift, what came about at that point was kind of a, a universe, university for all, you know, college for all movement. And the intentions were, you know, were good um, to say, how do we educate? But what happened is it became a, you know, college for all and college is not for all. Um, how do we, and to your point, when you talk about your kids, how do you look at your kids and have them gravitate to what interests them? College isn't right for all. And so you've got kids leaving high school now that sometimes look and say, well, okay, I've got a choice of two things. I can go to college or I can go to the military. And that might not be right either choice. Um, but there are just, there's not only a third choice, but a sea of those third choices with the trades to pursue something that you're passionate about. And we need to accept that that is a challenging profession. It's not the profession that we remember it. We won't recognize it. Um, and then the removing the barriers so kids can find their way there. Um, the barriers and the stigma that we as parents, that we grew up in the 80s, we remember that college for all. And we're pushing our kids. And so I know when I had a seventh grader, the question of the principal, when he was in seventh grade, said, well, Evan, what college are you going to? And so not only are kids putting that pressure or schools putting that pressure on kids to go for college where it might not be right, but also as a parent. So when he's in those trade classes or the robotic classes, you know, how do I remove my resistance to say, let him gravitate to what interests him. Uh, if he wants to work in a trade, you know, let, let the kids find. Uh, there's so many opportunities for a very fulfilling career um, that you can be autonomous. You can master your skill and to your point, find great purpose and a meaningful career. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's so it's amazing because, Tammy, I do remember, just like you said, going through and I was in high school, I was the artist, you know, and everyone was like, well, where are you going to college? Where are you going to college? I chose an art school. I was there for, I think, I don't even think I made six months and I left and I was like, this isn't, this isn't me, you know, and then I went on to the next three or four trade schools to kind of find what fit me. And um, I actually, you know, I was telling 
I had uh, Mavens of Manufacturing on last week on the podcast, and I was telling her, I actually worked 15 years in a corporate job. I went to computer networking school. I managed teams all around the world. I managed teams with masters in computer science, and they had their MBAs. They had huge college debt, and I managed these teams, and I went to school for six thousand dollars and had a really good career corporate in computer science. So there, you don't have to go to college. College isn't for everybody. And quite frankly, I mean, I've told my kids, if you need to go to college, go to college, but I would much rather them go to, go to a trade school, get the knowledge they need and get out there working. And, you know, who knows, maybe you'll go to a couple trade schools. It took me four. <laughs> well, and, and you're right. I, I've got to comment on this because in the U.S., when we've got a student loan debt burden, of about 1.6 trillion, you know, that's on the, the backs of children that that's hurting our economy, that's preventing these kids from getting their life started. If you're not passionate about college, don't go. Um, you can work your way through a trade school, you know, make money as you're working. If you want to make more, pick up another trade. There's so many options. You don't need to take on that student loan debt. So if, if, if you're not passionate about college, don't go. There's so many other options. And the and the opportunity today is you know just incredible in terms of both the you know where you can go with it, the skills you can get into, as well as the pay you can make at it. And it's kind of been the culmination of a long term issue with our country, as you mentioned, Tammy. You know, the baby boomers are retiring, so we have a, an outflux of the really skilled trades professionals. During the the '80s period, and I'm a little bit older than you you guys are, and so definitely remember the, the push for college. But when I was in school, we had welding shop, we had mechanic shop, we had woodworking shop. Try to find a, a high school now that's not specifically a trade or a technical high school that has any of the old shop programs. And so as we push students to go to college, we not only started focusing them on college, we, we literally took away alternative pathways for them and, and didn't give them the exposure to what working with your hands and being a trades professional might look like. You know, we're hearing rumblings today of trade programs coming back into high schools, you know, getting the shop classes back to give young people an opportunity to recognize, you know, what other alternatives exist. And I think it's, I think for us as Project MFG and then the Clash of Trades, our episode, I think we're at a, a great spot in time the, the need is high, the visibility is there, and the optics are getting better that the trades are a very great profession, especially when you combine it with the college debt that students come out with these days. Yeah, and you know, Ray, you're absolutely right. I know um, the town where I live in, we actually, we never really got rid of our classes. I think a lot of that is because uh, I live in a town where Mario Andretti is from and Martin Guitar. So Martin Guitar was big on making sure music stayed in. And, you know, just, we still have, I have my daughter, she took her welding class last year. Oh, awesome. And, um, you know, but it is interesting because, you know, she took it just because she wanted to experience it. She enjoyed it so much. And I definitely see that trend coming back where we're realizing that those classes that we didn't think were important really were important. So I really hope other high schools kind of follow suit with bringing them back because it is, I mean, it's needed. It's, it's a life skill, you know, understanding how to do stuff like that. I love when we were talking before, you actually gave a term called manufacturing trade 
professionals. That was just, you know, kind of a mind blown moment for me because you finally have that purpose. You have that title really highlights that you are a professional and that you serve a purpose. And I really, um, kind of enjoyed that. You want to kind of tell them a little bit about your manufacturing trade professional and stuff like that? Yeah. What what really triggers the thought for me of, around the manufacturing trade professionals, and, and we see it in our project MFG competitions, is this, it's not about being, a, for example, a machine operator. You know, in, in our competitions where we bring teams together that is really reflective of the modern advanced manufacturing shop floor, a couple things happen. One is a good machinist, it, it, it requires critical thinking. It requires problem solving. It requires technical excellence. It requires time and cost management. That's so much more than just being, I shouldn't say just being, that's so much more than, than being a machinist. That is really being a machining professional because it's not just the technical excellence, which is a good machinist. It is the critical thinking, problem solving, and time and cost management along with it. That is, that is a professional by any, by any measure. And, and as we see the collaboration that occurs, um, the stigmatism of the past with manufacturing has to be changed. And in, in my mind, and in, in what we do with project manufacturing, something that seems as simple as calling um, up and coming trade professionals, a professional versus a trade worksman or a skilled trades person, um, it's just part of a simple dialogue change that can bring back the prestige and elevate the, the trade professions to where they belong in our nation. I come from, like I was telling you guys before, a long line of tradesmen. And, you know, some of the things that innovativeness, that attention to detail, you don't see a lot. And, you know, that hard work ethic and things like that, it's not everybody can do these jobs. So it's you're really special really when you're able to kind of embrace that because it is definitely that professional end of it. So I'll, I'll piggyback on that. You're, you're right, Laura. What, what I think is interesting is you attract more students that want to be professionals into the trades. The opportunity also for the trades that you've called out on your show is the opportunity for more women. So it's exciting to see as women more and more come into the trades on how they start to uh, transform it as well with things that are uniquely suited um, to the gifts that we have from the the way we critical critically think and collaborate even to the, some of the expertise so I was um, speaking with um, a supporter from Lincoln Electric that supports Project MFG and just learning the difference between a TIG welder and a and a stick welder. Okay. I'm a novice. I don't know. So he was, he was schooling me in the basics and he says, well, actually I, and we were talking about women in the trades and he said, well, actually I've seen women that actually are fantastic TIG welders and might be more suited because the size of their hands, the precision and working on like medical devices, for example. So I thought that was a great example of there's so many opportunities that we haven't even explored um, by the, the lack of young people coming in, but then also the lack of diversity, um, gender diversity, uh, all kinds of diversity to really expand to see what manufacturing trade professionals can be with the rich group of young people chasing absolutely it. and that's that's so important that we see that you know because we know the younger generation's purpose is a big part of that and it definitely seems like this is something that you know clash of the trades is really embracing is 
that purpose end of that, that teamwork. And, you know, there's so much going on now with when we talk about industry 4.0 and automation and robotics, it's just, I mean, some of the stuff that's coming out is really, really cool. And I love this bright light that you guys are pulling onto this and understanding that the trades, they are a place. This is something to be highlighted. Bring that sexy back to manufacturing and these these jobs because it is so important. And I just saw, um, I think it was yesterday, somebody on Facebook was posting their school did something where they were highlighting students that were going into the trades or that we're going to work full time instead of just focusing on the kids that we're going to college. I mean, there's so every kid has that purpose on where they need to be. Not all the time is it a doctor, a lawyer, a college. Maybe they are your expert plumber or your electrician or running robotics in a big manufacturing plant. There's so many opportunities for them. And I love that you know, Clash of the Trades is highlighting them. And is there anything else you'd kind of like to share or tell them how you can watch this show? Yes. So I I would like to pull the thread a little bit further on what you just said, because I think it's really important. And then I'll let Tammy, you know, speak to the Clash of the Trades, Clash of Trades. Um, First off, you know, we we as a manufacturing industrial base writ large will never be successful closing the the trade professional skills gap if we don't think differently about recruiting young people into the trades. And, and so, you know, the issue with diversity, women in the workforce, we, we have to be on the tallest mountain we can find and scream the loudest we can in all directions. We, we can't we don't have the luxury of going after the quote unquote usual suspects. And so couldn't agree more on that. And, and I think something you said really brought it out. Industry 4.0. You know, who would have thought 10 years ago that cybersecurity and the digital domain would would be so prevalent on the manufacturing floor today? So now a young person that thinks they want to do computers, not sure what computers means, gets introduced to manufacturing. And there's a whole emergent trade profession around industry 4.0 and cybersecurity on the shop floor. You know, that, that, that trade skill didn't exist five years ago in any volume. And 10 years ago, and it's just it's more and more important every single day. So a combination of reaching out differently to the not the usual suspects and the emergent of new skill requirements that should really resonate and do really resonate with the younger generation. We, we have to be we as manufacturing professionals ourselves have to be open minded as to what the future workforce looks like and the yeah. trade professions of the future are. I, I do think it's really important for this conversation to make sure that we um, don't set up an either or thinking because um, I don't want to go down the path of, you know, trade or college or I mean, you can do college and trades or trades and college and military. I mean, this is an and world. Um, you don't need to make those traditional choices that you do. Um, you can build a, a variety of, of multidiscipline um, expertise over the course of a life, lifetime. And with the challenges that we face as a society and the needs that we have in the U.S., the answers will come from those that have multidiscipline backgrounds that can see beyond just one lens. And so those that are listening, you want to go to trade school now, go. Um, if you're in college and, and finish that up and go to trade school. I mean, it's you have a variety. So you're not trapped in one career over a lifetime. You're not crap, you know, trapped in, in one thing that you're defined as. Um, kids today, uh, as well as 
people of all ages um, can do whatever they want. Um, it's an and world. And that's where uh, we all need to come to, to work together. You know, Tammy, that's actually such a good point too, especially now that so many colleges too have gone virtual. So now this even opens up even a more of a broader world for them. And, you know, I didn't think of it until you kind of said that because yeah, I mean, the option of, you know, whether you're going to Phoenix online and taking a college course there, and it's kind of endless possibilities when you really look at it and how how much there is available out there. Absolutely. Um, John Dewey, over a century ago, uh, in his book, Experience um, and Education, said that mankind thinks in terms of extreme opposites between he sees no intermediate possibilities. And that's a complicated way of saying is either or thinking is a trap. The possibilities lie with the ands. So let's all explore that and together. It's such a great concept. And so tell my listeners a little bit more about how they can follow uh, Clash of Trades. What's going to be happening on April 20th? Exactly. So April 20th, you'll want to tune in to YouTube. Premiere uh, will have at seven o'clock central daylight time um, Clash of Trades for you to see. But what I want you to do before you tune in is I want you to go to www projectmfg.com and register to watch. And you're like, well, why would I need to register? Well, a couple of reasons. One, if you register, that lets us keep in touch with you and we'll keep and follow Project MFG channels because we'll evolve over time. But secondly, if you're a trade student currently enrolled, you can enter a chance to win a $2,500 scholarship to your trade school just by registering. So just take 30 seconds, register to watch, and then make sure you turn in, tune in on April 20th at seven o'clock central daylight to see Clash of Trades. And if that date doesn't work for you, guess what? It's on YouTube. Go watch it anytime <laughs> afterward. But watching it on the premiere, you'll be able to interact with us. We'll be able to chat. You'll get that um, in-person experience. But again, we'll be on YouTube. Come see us. Tammy and Ray, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast and sharing about Clash of Trades and about the futures of manufacturing and how important it is to highlight those in the skilled trades. Thank you, Laura. Yeah, thank you, Laura. It's very much our pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go check out YouTube Clash of Trades. Project MFG. Links are in the show notes and I'll talk to y'all hey next Hey guys, week. thanks for listening. My name is Laura Timbra. I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach and well-being strategist for the manufacturing industry. If you like what you're hearing, please share this with your organizations. If you want to talk more about improving your organization's overall well-being, you can visit lauratimbra.com. My goal is to improve the well-being of your manufacturing workforce. Thank you.